swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Tranmere level against all the odds! Thomas fighting Morrison. Runners made a run ahead of him. Dick Runners is onside. Great chance here for Dick Runners. Straight by Belgate. What an opportunity for Malkin! He's done it! Hello, and uh, welcome back once again to... Whoa, 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 that was a bit lame, wasn't it? Well, you know, people have complained about it, Paul. Why? Don't get me started. I know they complain about other things you were doing, but... Let's... But why are you all complaining about me? I want to complain about Jake Keogh. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> welcome to This Is Tramio. That's probably the best intro we've ever done, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, with myself, Matt Hibbert, and the illustrious podcast panel, please introduce yourselves. <laughs> Hello. Uh, here we go. It's Paul Harper, communications officer at Tramway Rovers. I've been upgraded since we, we last spoke. Oh, promotion. Not really. Just oh. a change of t- title. Let's call I'm it a no promotion. no longer an assistant. That's just, I'm disappointed, actually. Well, who, which so now you need an assistant. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> done that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm no longer assistant to the regional manager, oh. which is disappointing because I quite like playing on that fact. Yeah, I liked but, it as well. But it is no more. Although it's still in my email signature because I haven't bothered to change it yet. Then as far as I'm concerned, that is still your title. <laughs> so yeah, we and can still run with it. Jake not the assistant, but the unofficial voice of Tramway Rovers. The official, unofficial voice of Tramway Rovers. Indeed. Um, a lot's happened since the last podcast, hasn't it? Three games. Three, um, some good, I mean, quite, quite a lot on like the injury front. We've got quite a lot to talk about since the last game. The last podcast was recorded two days before the Wrexham game, was it? Yeah, the week before the Wrexham before. game. Can I just say, we had really good figures for that, and a lot of people watched it. I put the full thing on YouTube, and I was quite, well, pleasantly surprised Yeah, a few how people many people were actually watched all the way through. <laughs> uh, we had about six, 700 views, which I was expecting maybe a couple of hundreds of people to kind of flick in and out. Yeah. But um, I got a lot of messages saying that it was a good thing that we were putting it on multi-platform. So, yeah. Uh, uh, so we're now on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. People consume in as a lot of ways. As long as my maybe. iPad is recording this properly and it's, um, it doesn't <laughs> run out of battery, we should be fine. Well, you know, the battery life on Apple products, Paul, is uh, normally quite good. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we've already found out today, um, Anna, who is also here taking some photos. Oh, fantastic. She's Great obviously experience. not on camera or on microphone because she didn't want to get involved. No. Don't know why. Um, this a lot of multi, pressure. multi-award winning podcast. Yeah. That we've never won any prizes for. But anyway. Didn't want to win. Um, didn't want to win. The phone's dead is what I'm trying to say. So, oh. um, if anyone's got an Apple charger, please sort of come forward. Anyway. Shall we get into it? Shall we delve straight in? <laughs> straight in. I thought we'd already sort of we already... We went in, yeah, we haven't. We were on the periphery, and now yeah. we're going in. We're getting it in. We were, like, passing it around the edge of the box, and now we're getting it in the mixer. Okay, sounds Are we going in the mixer? This is a new feature called In the Mixer. <laughs> I like that as a name for a feature, though. Yeah, get in the mixer. Yeah, so let's let's uh, get it in the mixer. And it's got to be started with me doing this, slapping on the table, as in, right, right let's go. It's better than the, the how you introduced uh, a topic last time. You know, there's different, different, you know, different ways of introducing things, isn't yeah. it, Paul? When you're a professional like me, 
starting this. Look at this position I'm in. This is a professional broadcasting position. Um, it's not worse than, I remember Steve McNulty's position when he'd done the podcast. Yeah. Less said about that. Thank God we weren't filming that. <laughs> um, Wrexham away two weeks ago. Thoughts? Three weeks ago. Oh, well, good lord, yeah, it was. Let's, let's not put a figure on this because people could be listening, like, whenever. Wrexham away. Three years in the Wrexham away, 2017, 2018 season. Yeah. January away. 2017. 2018. January 2018. It's been a long, Christ, long, it's been a long few years. Yeah. Your hair's grown since then. It has, yeah. And so I've got this out. I haven't washed it today. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wrexham, it was a good performance. It was obviously like, a, it was like a five minute sort of head loss, wasn't it? Oh, mm, uh, conceding the first goal and then the penalty. There was never, ever in a million years a penalty. It wasn't a penalty. I don't know. It wasn't. Any, so there was, we had a bit of an argument in the press box. <laughs> Because uh, myself, Derek Jones, Andy Doyle, we were down the front of the stand towards the penalty area where the incident took place. Perfect view. I could see it clear as day. Oh, so the other end of the pitch towards that? So, yeah, other yeah. end. So further down, about halfway line, is the the uh, Will Radio and... The Wrexham, fa- Wrexham, Wrexham commentary. Commentary and the BBC Wales and all them. And they were all saying it was a blatant penalty. And I was like, no, it was right in front of me. He went for the header, he won the ball, and then the guy fell over and sort of fell over him. There was no, absolutely nothing happened there. And it, I don't I don't like criticising referees, but like the standard of refereeing. If you're going to give a penalty for that, every single set piece in the game is a foul. If you're going to give a decision for that, then you've got to give every single time the ball's in the air and there's a centre half and an attacker going for the ball, it's a foul, but for who? Because both in that right. situation it was sly what's happened. And like to be honest, I used to do it myself when I played. If you're the attacker, you're hustling with the defender. Who was there? It was um Pearson. I have to watch what I said about him. Um <laughs> so he he was up with Sutton. And he sort of he grabbed Sutton, he's got Sutton around the back like this. Around that. Like, I mean, thank God this it is going to well. You're listening to this. <laughs> and so he's grabbed him round his back and Sutton's gone to get the other. And the way Pearson's grabbed him, he's like moved Sutton's arm up round himself. And you can see it on like, I did it, like, there was a zoomed in slow-mo on the highlights. And you can see it there. And it's classic, it's sly play, but it makes it look to the, I mean, I still don't know what the referee's looking at because it's not, no Wrexham player appeal for it apart from Pearson yeah exactly that's all you need to say their Wrexham players are walking away for a free kick already to defend and so are all our team I don't think anyone in the away end it took a few seconds for it to I know you you stood you were stood in front of me weren't you no no I was right at the very very far right like up against the wall and it was like I I completely agree with what you said every if you could go back now and obviously Paul cuts the match highlights for every game when he's cutting through them match highlights, you will see every corner and set piece that kind of contact because that and at every level that kind of contact well, like, because that sort of rustle and bustle happens. Sean Pearson is the worst culprit for this. Oh. He defends set pieces exactly the same. Way. I was about to say every single like uh, this he is took cookies down just annoys, before. Can I just I, want, I need to rant about Go on, Paul. This is Paul's uh, this referee rant. This is what annoys me about referees because right, fifteen minutes into the game, he gives a penalty for that, right? 
10, 15 minutes later, we have a corner and there's pushing and shoving and it's Mr. Pearson again, always, in the middle of it. Right? He pulls him over as a word, as a word, as a word. Nothing was done. Why didn't he give us a penalty? Exactly the same sort of situation. He, he, like, he had Cookie in like a headlock and he still managed to score. So, you know, I chose you. But it's just, it's what we say constantly. It's even at the highest level, you just want consistency. If you're going to make these decisions, then make them for 90 minutes. Whether they're right or wrong, keep making them decisions that, like, if you go... Generally wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, there's been a few... It's all, I mean, without wanting to get into Make This The Referee podcast... And I'm, I, I wanna do, I wanna do, I do wanna do a feature about referees. Oh, not, we will, we'll, we'll ask just, people to send just in. criticising referees, but actually sort of try and get, uh, we've got a, a former official, uh, works for the club, so I'm gonna. Oh, who? Mr. Steve Brand. And, uh, get uh Russell's his, dad? Yeah, Russell's dad. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's lost his way a little bit in recent Oh, wait there, Steve Brand, he's been on the podcast before, hasn't he? Yeah. Yes, he has. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not that famous cup <laughs> draw. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, he, he, he oh, used to be an God. official in the uh, in the Premier League, so oh, I want to get he? his point of view on some of these decisions that, like, because he, he looks after the officials at, at Tranmere, so he watches the game, and like some of some some of the decisions, you just think, wow. And as Matt said before about consistency, I, like I, I manage Sunday League, and I say it to all lads all the time, like they'll come off moaning, and the amount of times I've come off and said, do you know what, you can moan all you want, he has been bad. But he's been bad both ways. So yeah. you sort of, it's less annoying if he's making terrible decisions, most decisions, because then you think, well, do you know what? You give them that, but we'll probably get one in the second half because he's been awful. There was, I mean, without jumping ahead, the Leighton Orient game on Saturday, like, there's loads of these kids now will do the, uh, the vlogs, don't they? There was the Leighton Orient, did you see this footage of the throwing? No. I'll try and find it. Someone posted it in our, like, Tramia group. And it was a Leighton Orient fan, and he was sat, um, do you know where the camera was, the hard cam, for the highlights, there, he was sat to the right of that. So we got, he got a good shot of our goal in the first half, and he's just filming part of the footage, and it was down by, not near the corner flag, but that corner. Leighton Orient clear it, and it must be three, four, five foot from going out for a throw-in. It is nowhere near going out for a throw-in. Gets cleared up, we get hold of it, and we're on the attack. And the ref blows up, linesman's flagging for throwing. And I, I swear to God, Paul, the ball is, it's not just like nowhere, it's, it was nowhere near going out for throwing. It wasn't, it was like five feet away from the line and he gave a throwing. I don't remember this, this situation. Well, it was that strange. I'm looking forward to seeing it now. I'm gonna, this is a Leighton Orient flogger. Yeah. We're gonna I'm give gonna, him some page views. I'm gonna go and hunt him down. Yeah. Not like that. I mean, I hunt down the footage. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm not going to attack a poor child for videoing. <laughs> I do wonder, do you, you said we've done really good views on YouTube. I wonder if that's like people who've just gone down the YouTube rabbit hole. You're like, you sit there in bed at like midnight, you go, I can't sleep, and you go on YouTube and watch like, I don't know, some strange video like Octopus. Um, have you seen that video, the octopus that makes himself disappear? Type in like Octopus al- visual illusion on YouTube. It's fantastic. The mind is boggling. It's amazing. No, it is amazing. This is, let me just explain quickly what this is before we get back into the actual show. Um, yeah, you're listening to the Tramir podcast just in case. No, this is the Octopus podcast. It's a fella filming underwater and he's just filming and it just looks like um, seaweed and stuff. And then he gets closer and closer and the octopus, like, comes, he's 
change themselves to look exactly like the background. It's unbelievable. And then, like, he changes back into, like, octopus colour, squirts some ink, squiddly diddlies his way off. It's amazing. Type in, like, stop what you're doing now and type in, like, octopus illusion on YouTube and it's amazing. And get back to me at Matt Hibbert on Twitter and say, thanks for letting me see this. And you're going to get it up now, Paul, aren't you? Just have a look. I'm going to have a look. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. But like, do you think that's how people found this on there? And they've looked at that and then, like, related videos. <laughs> comes this up. is tram, yeah. This is tram, yeah. And then, I don't know, um, uh, What am I typing? Octopus. Octopus illusion. Illusion. What are them, what are them, what you've been searching for recently there, Paul? Suspicious searches. The address of the Latin Orient referee. <laughs> <laughs> Truly astonishing natural illusion. Is that the one? Truly Just astonishing here. natural illusion. There you go. Okay, it's absolutely, yeah, it's in the vault down there. I think. Is this the one that's... the volume down. I mean, Paul, you've, I don't know what you've gone, you've gone back onto the home page there. I mean, like, you give it like a little commentary of what's happening and tell me, you will, you will be shocked at this when you see the illusion. Here we go, he's right, watching I can't it. I not see the octopus, so I'm guessing that's... Yeah, he's just, he's right. just swimming. So he's just swimming around the octopus. Are we there? Have you got the right one? I don't know. Hang on a minute, what's going on here? Well, a great podcast this is turning into. Yeah, yeah. come and cut this. camouflage. That might be it. I mean, we need to find this for, so people it's know what to look for. over one million views. This is it. That's the right one. Right, okay. It's four minutes long now, so... Yeah, it, it happens very quickly, and then I'm sure it'll just be slow-mo replays of it. Right. Look, I can't see anything, can you? Oh, hang on. Oh, well, here we go. Oh, hello. <laughs> Now we're talking. Now we're talking. See, that oh, is weird. Yeah, that see. Is amazing. See? <laughs> Type in octopus camouflage, not, not illusion, because well, the illusion one gives you some. I'll rubbish. upload it myself, shall I, as optical. Can we put it on the official club site? These are the source of, these, oh, this is amazing. Word, this you is don't amazing. get sleep till like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but that is amazing. Because if you watch that at half one in the morning, you'll be thinking also till at least well, half Look though, what's in the, like, related videos to that? You can see now why you'd go down the rabbit hole. Or the octopus oh, hole. it's terrible. It is terrible. Now it'll be like octopus attacks rhinoceros or something like that. Yeah. Lots or, of National Geographic videos. I was going to say, they like, do like some good stuff. Conspiracy theories about the octopus from the 2010 World Cup and you really... Oh, the one who was the predictor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, now, well, let's stop it now. We can't go into the YouTube octopus hole when we're trying to do a live podcast. The, this, that, it's worth going to see though, isn't it? That was amazing. Where um, were we? We were talking about octopuses. We talk about Rexon. Was it Octopi? <laughs> Get in What's touch. What's the plural of octopus? Octopuses. Octopuses, are we yeah. sure? Yeah. Doesn't sound right, does it? No, but it's like, the pl- uh, there's a few other weird ones. Age the English language, Paul, is a very strange it thing. It is. Anyway, back to the, uh, so, so football. Leon Orion. Yeah, <laughs> octopus. <laughs> so, have we, have we finished with Rexon? No, I think we need to go back to Rexon, because I, I, once again. You've got a theory, haven't you? Well, I've got theory, but I, I just think it was just an amazing game of football. That first half was balmy. It was just a mental game of football, that first half. Like, I was physically exhausted at half-time. Going, what, is just that? what have we just watched? And then, obviously, it was one of those where you when like, a team goes 5-0 up in the first half, and then you're ready, you go, oh my God, it's going to be 10-0. It never is. At best, you get one more goal for either side in the second half, don't you? And it's, like, it's just a damp squid of a game. <laughs> um, so... Other water-related... I just uh, think that second... Like, other than the first... We were a little bit shaky first 10 of the second half. But the last half hour of that game at Wrexham, how we didn't win that game. I think if we had a fit Ben Toller to bring on, we win the game. Because they were there for the taking that last half an hour. 
We were, but I said to Paul on the way home that I thought that they they defended well in the same way we defended. I think both teams got a rollicking defensively at half time. A hundred percent. I think we both come out and they defend. We both defended a lot better, but I do think that we were not the cause of our own problems. But we were not we were not as efficient with the ball as I have seen us. No, and I think that we there was a lot of misplaced passes in there in the final third. which... Yeah. You sort of, as soon as he gives it away, you think, oh, there was a lot of, there. Oppor- we, we there was there. a lot of opportunities to create an opportunity, yeah. is how I look at it. Like, we had the chance where if Norbert placed that right ball to, to Norse, then we've got a 2v1, and we just didn't, it was, it was so frustrating. It was a great, I mean, and then obviously in back of my head, all day, like, cause we dominated that last half hour, we got the possession stats, must have been ridiculous. And then they had that, that free kick at the end, and all, all, and cause let's be honest, Taylor did not, cover himself in glory that day that he was very shaky I was scared every time the ball came near our penalty area but we should I mean I just felt like coming out it was, it's hard coming out of a game like that where you think we haven't lost no ground loss and the results went a before us if I remember I think nobody won nobody won I think Oldershot did Oldershot win or did they draw like, I think nah, I think a lot of the teams around us drew so it's it was one of them where but I just, it's not I, lost any ground, but not suppose, gained any it's, ground. Yeah, it's maybe. better than losing games, but coming out of games thinking we should, we should have won that. And I, I got this, the feeling that I'll be honest with you, Wrexham are probably the best team I've seen in the last few weeks. Aldershot probably the better team overall away from home. But then we were a different side when we went and played yeah, Aldershot. Yeah, we, it wasn't the same team. I think Wrexham by far the best opposition we've we've played this season. So to get a point, it's not the worst. I know, obviously. But then Halifax went and got a point there on Saturday, didn't he? Are we talking about referees still? No. I sent the guy off. Oh yeah, what happened there with that? Then people sub on. Unbelievable. Imagine a club doing that. I know exactly. I've threw them out of whatever competition they're in. That before. I've completely (laughs) missed that. (laughs) Who done that? Right. So. um, Wrexham on Saturday. Wrexham. Paul Rutherford got a booking in the first half. Right, and um, it's really it's quite funny if you go on the, um, the, on Rex, the if you go on the Wrexham YouTube, don't subscribe because they're they're like eighty subscribers above us, which annoys the hell out of me. But anyway, Ooh, um, competition, yeah. Um, so they show a foul by Rutherford in the first half, bad foul as well, yellow card. Right, second half, it should be a Wrexham throw in, admittedly. But he throws his toys out of the pram. So he throws the ball down aggressively. Yellow card, descent. Yellow card in my book. So at this point he's already had two yellow cards. So that's his second yellow card, right? He's the off. camera cuts away because there's a sub coming on. Right? So he's been booked. But they're trying to bring on a sub to replace him. So they were going to sub then, him before he got sent off. And then they've got a camera behind the goal. So it s- switches to this camera what behind the goal. What cameras have they got? I know, yeah. There's not too many people doing not a lot. Anyway, that's another story. I'm sure they're listening to this as well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it shows the referee holding the red card up. So he's been sent off. And obviously, they're, they're trying to bring on a substitute. I think it was Jack McCraft who was coming on. So McCraft comes on, replaces Rutherford. He goes and sits in the dugout. And the commentator's like, well, I think, I'm pretty sure he's just been sent off. And we've just brought a sub on. And then the the play carries on for like ten seconds, and then he realizes the referee realizes that actually 
sent someone off and they brought a sub on. Then he tries to get the guy, because they made two subs at the same time, he tries to get the guy who's been subbed on for somebody else, tries to get him off because he's he thinks that he's the one that's replaced. It was just a farce. He's been for like two and a half minutes. I'm definitely going to go and watch this tonight. This is very interesting. I mean, the yeah, direction the direction <coughs> from Wrexham alone on these videos sounds excellent. <laughs> they yeah. cut to the manager. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't... Tosh, if you're listening. It doesn't surprise me one bit. Like, it's... it's This sort of stuff... I mean, they've been down here a lot longer, so they've been going through... They've probably experienced this a lot longer, but it just makes you go... And it, do you know what? It wouldn't surprise but me what? if Wrexham get penalised somehow for this. Like, get nah, docked them points. Yeah, docked them 50 points. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> but just, uh, yeah. Never seen that before. Never seen that before. <coughs> Stephen Frill. <laughs> No, that was a mis- that was an honest mistake. That was a very honest mistake. In a deliberate to put an eleventh player on. Nah, someone's been sent off. Aldo would not do a thing. Aldo wouldn't do that, and that team was, you know, that what we didn't get any players sent like, off that season. I'd quite like to speak to Parky about that actually, that incident, because I remember someone sh- <laughs> someone shouting him because he was on the other side of the pitch. Parky, just just come over here a sec. <laughs> what literally? Yeah, I mean. So, like, one of, the, one of the coaching staff was, like, sort of waving him over as if to, like, come and have a chat. And really, they just wanted to get him off because we had too many players on the pitch. Meanwhile, the game was continuing. It was just... On match of the day, no less. <laughs> Great times. Peter, Peter Reed was not happy that day. No, we, we were threatened. I remember it, there was an FA was, hearing where like we might have been... the last minute of the game as yeah, well. And he headed, he headed the free kick <laughs> player. Steve Frail came on and headed it away. Probably the only thing, literally, I can remember Stephen Frail doing for us was that. Yeah, he's not, is he now manager of Hibs or someone? I think he might be assistant. He's on assistant, the coaching team. Yeah. He might be the physio. Well, one of them, like Sean Connolly, where they go and become physios. Yeah. I would love to have been a fly on the wall in the dressing room. Imagine going into the dressing room there and how smug he'd be. Just sat, sat there, he's getting a dressing room and played two minutes. You know, he even playing headed one off something. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even all, supposed to be all on. the lads he's getting like king's chairs around the dressing room he wasn't even meant to be playing man of the match <laughs> man of the match who technically never even wonder came if on. he got his appearance bonus and his win bonus I don't know get in touch freely if you're listening that is an interesting one isn't yeah. it yeah do you get an because technically by the book surely he didn't appear well, no. well technically he came on in place of Andy Parkinson although Parky didn't go off <laughs> Not our fault, it was the ref's fault and the line's oh, yeah. fault. Exactly, yeah. Anyway, right. Right, so, unsure, Wrexham, thoughts, happy with the point? I think so, yeah. Well, we'll see. Do you know what? I, oh, like, this is, I'm getting horrible. I think we said this last time, like Jake said last time, that obviously you don't want to lose the Wrexham Tramere battle. They said Wrexham Chester, and that would be hot. Why are we talking about that? Well, um, Chester to win that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we've only taken one point and they've taken four, but in the grand scheme of things, it'll all depend on if we finish a point above Wrexham at the end of the day. Yeah, and I'm getting... I think Wrexham are going to be the main ones. No. Them and... Older shot, yeah. I'm getting really bad premonitions, Final Destination style about this season now. Like, I can, for some reason, I don't think last year, at the, I never truly believed we'd catch Lincoln. I just thought they had that. I don't think we've got that killer instinct. I think, and we'll get to it the late in the Orient game, and even the Wrexham games to a degree. It's the away games that are going to cost us the league, I think. 
that's my opinion at this moment. I had a look at our home and away form, and our home form is excellent, by we've, the way. Well, we've only won four away, I think, all season, haven't we? It's like Arsenal. Well, apart from Dover, I don't think we've got too many bad away games. Yeah, we've got Dover, Dagenham, Chester. What's so bad about Dover, Paul? <laughs> Halifax. Well, no comment. Apart from Who else have we got away? The ground at the top of the mountain. A nine mile, a nine hour drive away. Dover, Dagenham, Halifax, Chester. Yeah, anyway. Um, I don't think we've got too many bad ones. I'm not sort of. I think we've basically got to win every game, to be honest, from now on. I think we've got to, I think we can afford to. If we win every game, we go up automatically. We do, but we're not going to do that, are we? It's not, if it's not that simple. No, no. But like and everyone's back. Everyone you just, said you. You just put a, you just put a, um, a situation in the in the in the mixer. Yeah. Are we still and, in the mixer? Yeah, yeah, I think so. We're in the mixer. And, um, yeah, obviously, if we do win every game, then I can't see anybody else doing that. So no, I don't think there's any reason why we couldn't. It's unlikely. It, it's so true. I mean, well, it's the the law of averages suggests that. Well, yeah. Maybe the law of average, but he's not here, is he? He's not here recording this he's podcast. Not, he's not a person. It's a, it's a, it's a state. It's a. Well, either way, he's not here recording this yeah. podcast, and we are. And I'm saying we can do that because we're a very, very good team in this league. We are. Do you know, I was thinking. I mean, again, we've gone off, off another tangent. That team we had in the playoff final. Yeah, I know. Sorry to bring that back up, but that mi- we had on midfield was Jeff Hughes, Maynard. Andy Mangan and Connor Jennings. Now, our midfield now, our first choice midfield would be Ben Tollett. I'd say Ben Tollett on the right. Nah, I'm, at the moment, the four lads are playing really well. So I, I you suggest wouldn't. that you wouldn't, you don't tinker with them. But you've got players in, in, waiting in the wings. So you've got Janelli, good. Uh, Norburn, really good. Harris, really good. Connor Jennings, really good. Ginelli really good as well, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just got a good. <laughs> he's all nice. You got Sorry. a double mention. He's only on loan, so you know I can get away with that. Yeah. Then you've got James Wallace, Jeff Hughes, uh, Ben Solid. Oh, waiting, Jack Dunn. Dunn. Kirby. You know, Kirby. You've got all these lads who were battling for places. I think to have. So I if mean, you lose one. You've got another good one or a really good one, depending on. We how basically got there. I mean, Wallace is close, isn't he? As we speak, Wallace is due to return to training next week. And he's already been back in training, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he yeah, so he's not a million miles away. A setback. That was just a... I mean, for a caution or anything. To be in a position where... He's missed, he's missed like a week of training. Where theoretically, we could have... I mean, that's where, that's where we fell down last season was, we just, it was one injury too many. I felt the yeah, Jay Addis, the Jay Addis injury was yeah, one yeah. too many. I'm sorry, the, no, the Wallace injury in the second leg. In the second leg, yeah. Cause, and we had to, yeah, with, as much as I like Maynard, but he was a limited footballer. The, fa- the fact he's playing Conference North now, I think says that. I liked him, but he was a limited footballer. I think if Wallace or Jay Addis is fit in that final, we win it without bringing up old wounds. But, now to think that we can have Norburn, Jay Ellis as our first choice too, and then have Jeff Hughes and Wallace, if need be, to come in. To have Janelli and Jennings operating out wide. I know Jennings isn't strictly a winger, but he's playing out there and he's playing very well. And then to have Tollett on the wing, uh, on the bench, and he, by all accounts, played very well when he came on on Saturday. 
very well. And then to have you know, Jack Dunn come, you know, I'd, I forgot about Jack Dunn, I'll be honest. He's been, he got injured, didn't he? Yeah, he's been injured a lot this season, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's back to, I think he's, well, I think he's back, back training again, but he's, We've mentioned all those players. Yeah. And, and all well, we've got Buxton, apparently, he's back now. He should yeah. be, he's available for Saturday. I think Rides has done very well at right back. Yeah, but he's, he's left footed, so. He's, he's the most left footed player I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I had a joke with him last week saying, I never knew you had a right foot. Because he actually had to use it to kick with. Unbelievable. Can we get a highlight reel of yeah. Rydell's right foot? Well, it was on Saturday against Orion. He was, he was, he was deliberately sort of pulling everything back to his left foot. Mm. And that, that, that's where you lose that balance. Yeah. Down the right hand side. He, yeah. He was getting forward, but he was always cutting back. Yeah. Whereas you need, I think you do need, not so much in the, in the higher positions or in the, you know, the wingers. No, but the, like, backs yeah. bombing you forward. You n- if you're bombing on and then you're c- coming back, it doesn't really work. And Albeit even those crosses are dangerous in swinging. As as you prefer. Yeah, I do like an in swinger. We know that. Even if you're talking defensively, if you're talking defensively, you can't. You might not have that split second to where he can shift it onto his left foot to, in order to clear it. And he might, if if he doesn't feel comfortable to clear it comfortably every time on his right, then he, that extra second it takes him to knock it onto his left could be too long. I do prefer to have. No, and I think. I think we'd all agree that Bucko is stronger on his left than Riders on his right. Yeah. Yes. And it's that, like you said, I think it's just, there is that thing at the, at the minute to play your wingers on the opposite side, isn't it? That seems mm. to be the way. Ever since like Messi, play Messi on the right. That's the thing that happens now in football, isn't it? You play someone so they can cut inside as opposed to, but like, I agree that your full backs need to be, your left back needs to be left footed. Your right back needs to be right footed. It's an, int- we, that's an interesting point though. No, but even more so if you if you wide players are cutting inside. Yeah. So if you've got Connor Jennings cutting inside, you want an overlapping fullback, and you don't want your overlapping fullback to then cut back inside because no. he can't kick with his left foot. Next thing you know, all eleven players are right in the centre. Of yeah, the yeah, yeah. And there's no width whatsoever. Yeah. So there we go. I've explained it perfectly. Right then, let's move, move on. Absolutely. How long have we been recording? Half an hour, Paul. Oh and we've God. talked about octopuses mainly. I've got a 15 minute interview to include in this. Um, it's going to be fun. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> it's a bumper edition once again. Yeah. So, Ebsleet, that was a, a comfortable 3 0 victory in the end, wasn't it? Do you know what? It wasn't sort of magnificent football, but it was doing the job. It was. the job done and clinical finishing. Um, I mean, we missed all James Norwood scores a one on one. Yeah. It's got to be a. F- I nearly swore. Has to be an amazing, amazing performance. Yeah, and it was. It was. It was a very good finish. And I think the re- the relief on the his fact face. That he <laughs> continues to miss them now is yeah. more important. That but we'll get we'll them. get to Leighton Orient in a minute. Um, but that was. I mean, he missed an almost identical chance against Leighton Orient, didn't he? So the one he scored against Ebbsfleet. Yeah. Which, you know. You know what? I, I absolutely love Norse. Yeah. He's very good to have around. Um, he's a very good player. And I'll, he keeps getting in those positions. And unfortunately, he keeps getting in those positions to miss. But you've got to be there to miss it. And he, sometimes I just think he lacks a little bit of composure. The one so he thing- gets into those good positions, like on, against Orion. I'm sure everyone's seen it by now. 
where he just nicks the ball off the defender, brilliant, through on goal. And then there's just that little bit of panic as he's, right, I'm through on goal, all I need to do is put it past the keeper. And we've seen so many times where he's just hit the goalkeeper. Whereas this one, he just smacked it over the bar. Yeah, like it, it just needs, it needed the exact same finish that he did against Ebfleet. Slide it into the bottom corner. Do you know John Aldridge? You won't remember, Jake, but uh, John Aldridge used to pass the ball into the goal. That's yeah. You just just that little side foot, the little cur- little curl on it into the into the corner. Norse does like to put his foot through it, doesn't he? Yeah. He's a foot. Th- yeah. So but yeah, the one thing I've always said about Norse is that it's it'd be more frustrating, and it'd be more frustrating for his teammates if. He's getting the ball plated up for him time after time and he keeps missing them. But the thing I like about Nose is, do you know what? 50% of his one on ones, he'll make himself. Yeah, by hustling. Like, like that one late night where he nicks it off the defender. Through his own hard work and his own pressuring, he will make that chance himself. So, don't be wrong, I'm not saying you miss him all you want if you're making <laughs> him yourself, but it takes, like, you, you, it's sort of, you're less angry at him because you're thinking another striker wouldn't have got that chance because, He's he's made that all on his own, so you can't. Well done to you for do, for making that yourself and giving us the opportunity to go one nil up, whether you've buried it or not. It's just that thing where at the minute I feel, uh, especially if he's through one on one and there's like a second or two, he's through. The whole ground is sort of going, oh no. Do you know what I mean? Like there's that feeling of no, 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 and then when it doesn't go in. It's like, oh, it's it's so much worse than if it was Cookie or if it was, um, you know, Tollett or Norbert or Connor Jennings. It's, oh, what, what can you do? Yeah, but, you know, 3 now against the absolute, good result. It was. And um, good to see Norris getting that one-on-one. Yeah, and he scored a great goal in the first half too. Don't forget. So yeah, Cookie's, the, the two goals. I love Cookie's goal. Yeah, that yeah. was like the ultimate Andy Cook goal for me. I don't think any other striker in the league can score a goal like that. Mm. You've seen him very similar goal. It was a that. Chester away similar. Yeah. Where he just, he just think he done it. I've seen him do a brain tree away, born and mother home. Yeah, I've seen that. I feel like when I when Puts you watch it back, it. when you watch it back, you saw Bado the, away. You if you could put a highlight video of all them exact year. goals next to each other, brain all, tree away last year. Yeah, there's about yeah. nine very similar, which he scored while he's been <clears> with us. Well, um, Cookie did the press conference today, <laughs> and um, <laughs> just joking with him before. And um, he said, like, what are they going to ask me? So he was joking that, like, uh, oh, I wish, I hope they can ask me about uh, what games I play on the PlayStation <laughs> and what food I like eating because I like my food. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I asked him, like, like a genuine question, what's your favourite goal? And it, without pausing a second, a single second, he said, Alan Shearer's volley against Everton. Not his own goal. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> Which admittedly was a very good goal. Yeah, and like you can see, I was thinking, right, he's going to say Chester, and he's going to say, oh, no, Alan Shearer against Everton. Did you but then? Did you then go? No, what's your favourite goal that you've scored? <laughs> yeah, and then he just chuckled and went down the corridor. He didn't answer. He can't he didn't remember his goals. He can only. Have you got his phone only... number? Let's ring him up right now and get I him. Got his phone. Oh. I think that's why. So well. has he got a phone? <laughs> has he even got a phone? Do you think? Next question, we're like, no, I mean, like, from this season, Cookie, like, what's your favourite goal? He'd probably went, Matt Ritchie's first man, you yeah. have to do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh. Let me rephrase that, Cookie. <laughs> Forget it. What's the favourite goal that you've scored this season? By, from Andy. On, pl- on my PlayStation last, no! Cookie! 
forget it. Technically, he does score those goals, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a great goal against Epsweet, and it was a good yeah. performance. And it was a great volley for Evan, which is well worth. Really was a good goal, wasn't it? Google yeah. that, by the way, if you're on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After if you watch the octopus. If you're under camouflage. 25, then you're probably, well, probably not old enough to. Premier League years exist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, great goal. goal. It was late 90s? No, no, I think it was about 2000. I'm going to say 2003, 2004. Maybe a little bit later. I think 2004. No, I can't be that late. Yeah, I think how long has he he's been with? Anyway. He retired in two thousand six. I think it was oh five oh six. He retired. Good player, Alan Shearer. Very good player. People forget about Alan Shearer that he was. He almost had two careers because he was a totally different type of player before he got injured. Can I can I do a plug now? Go by all means, Paul. For, uh, was it a throwback Thursday? No, it was on on, on this day, fourteenth Valentine's Day, away at um, Newcastle. When he'd just come back from his injury. Yeah. Um, my first ever away game on my own. team. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like you knew that was coming. <coughs> yeah. When you'd done your yeah. throwback Thursday, you yeah. thought, right, we're going to, Alan Shearer's going to come yeah, up yeah, at yeah. some point today. Yeah. That's what Cookie, that's why Cookie's cleverer yeah, than yeah. we give him credit for. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, we, it's all, were all you there for? Were you there yeah, the game? I there, yeah. yeah, I thought we played really well that day. And we had a weekend team. We did. Remember John McGreal hitting the shot from about 45 oh, yeah. yards. Good save by giving. Yeah. You, f- you, f- you look at that team on paper, Newcastle's team, and you think, wow, you yeah. did well to compete Remember with them. Clint Hill was wearing number but eight. we absolutely battered him. Yeah, we, we, and they got to the final that year, didn't they? Yeah, they did, got beat by yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Anelka. Yeah, Anelka and, who scored the first that game? Overmars, maybe? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Or was it Anelka too? I can remember his second goal in that game. Yeah. But, um, no, it was, yeah, we, uh, I was like, say it was my first ever away on my own, and it was just a, like um, it was such a great day. Like your first one away should always be a game like that, like a big game, because like I'd, I mean, I've been to Wembley when I was five. I think that it was, wasn't a big game. Wembley, I, you know, I wasn't really uh, taking it in at that age. You know what I mean? What it was. And, let you off. Whereas now I think it was twelve or thirteen <laughs> when I went to that one in Newcastle, and I remember my mate come Evo, and he's a big Trammy fan now. But at the time he was. He's one of them. He used to be an Everton fan because his uncle was a big Everton fan, and he he came in. He, I allow this. Yeah, this is fine. You can downgrade is what yeah, you yeah. Can do, <laughs> or upgrade as yeah. we call it. And he um he had an, th- th- that era like the late nineties. It was the classic Umbro jumper with the big Umbro logo there with the Everton badge above it. And he, he wore that to the game. Yeah, oh, I know. I can't. I, no, he got a bit of stick. No. Got a bit of stick with everyone. Because we were right, we were sat right on the edge by the Newcastle fans, and um. In the gods, yeah, we we were in the office here. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, it was good. It was it was great though, and it was I was very proud of that day. And that was um, um, Steve Simonson was in goal, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, because one of my best mates' sisters was going out with him at the time. Oh, yeah. I won't get into any more about that story because things get <laughs> th- things genuinely do get a bit like libelous from that era, and then so we'll end that there. But uh, no, he was fantastic that day. We were fantastic that day. It was a great yeah. performance. Clint Hill, I think he came off black and blue, didn't he? And said he let more playing against I, Alan Shearer yeah, that day. Yeah, I watched the. Uh, I went through a clip it again, and um, that's their only shot on target is the header that went in. We did everything but score, and that Clint Hill chance at the you know in the first half. Oh, off the line! Whole goal to aim for, and he hits it straight. At, was it a defender or a goalie? Beresford or Warren Barton, I think, on the line, yeah. clearly. Off a, was it off a corner, wasn't it? Or a free kick? No, it was a free kick. Mogsy just 
smashed it back across the box and then Clint Hill but he had the whole of the rest of the goal to aim for and he put it back in the corner where the defender was and yeah but a great Clint if you're listening we've we've forgotten and forgiven but it still hurts there's a lot that I haven't <laughs> forgiven Clint Hill for no I love Clint like I'm a big fan of Clint Hill me too and right. um done a feature with him it's in the match programme against Macclesfield oh just to so look forward to that is that next Tuesday plug, yeah well this Tuesday full of plugs today I feel like we should now <laughs> is it Tuesday coming Macclesfield this that Tuesday. wasn't an innuendo by the way no 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 is it this Tuesday coming Macclesfield Yes. It is, isn't it? Oh, good God. Maybe we should preview yeah. that game before the end, shouldn't we? I think we should now roll forward 20 years, though. And well, we Clint Hill is still playing. To produce, so. yeah. Last Saturday we played Leighton Orient. Yeah. Clint Hill probably played for Carlisle somewhere. He's still, at the age of like 64, still yeah. going. Yeah. Brilliant career. But, back to Tramia. Go on. And I, I think that was a good... Their league position for me is very false. Wait, are we on Orient now? Yeah. Oh, segue. Excellent. Do you think that's I was going to start? That's a That's it. We were talking about Newcastle, weren't we? Yeah. And then we. No, but then we went to Clint Hill, and then we went Clint Hill still playing, and now we're still playing. And then we went to the Macclesfield game, which I'm trying to prepare for, and that we're you know we're wasting my precious time here. Let's just way. get into. Okay, I'll, I'll. I'm taking rain of this. This is now the late discussing late in Orient game section. Go, JKO. I think that their league position is very false, and it is. They were a good side. They by are. The way. You've only got to look at goal scorer Dan Holman scored what twenty, twenty-five, thirty goals for Cheltenham the year when we first come down. And two years up. ago, Dan Holman is a very good player, and for them to have, if they've still got the squad they've got this time next year, then I think with a better start than what they had because obviously they had a terrible time first coming down. There's no reason they won't be. I think this time next year they will be a playoff team. Who's their manager now? Uh, Justin Edmer. Oh. Personally, I think no, this time next year... They played quite well, actually. They yeah. will be a playoff team. But, like, I can, mean, can Old, I just Oldershot say, beat the last them. few games, even if it results haven't gone our way, I've really enjoyed the last few weeks. Entertainment-wise, it's been entertaining. I'd rather have won Rex, and played bad. Yeah, obviously, I, I would as well. But, like, the Wrexham game was entertaining... The Bado game away, we didn't get a win, but it was an entertaining game. I've enjoyed the last few weeks; it's been good. I just—I know people would disagree because, like, you're, you want I us to win. I just feel that. The, the but obviously, I want us to win. Yeah. But like, entertainment-wise, if you've gone as a neutral to our last six, seven games, you've you've got value for money. I just feel that, like, you, you, and tickets you, are on sale for Saturday's yeah, game. www.tosctickets.co.uk. I can't help but think you Paul could put anyone. You could put anyone in the world. You could bring him from any corner of the world. If you, if he gets a chance to watch Andy Cook versus George Ellicobi, he's going to have a great 90 minutes of watching that. Because I, I wasn't fortunate enough to be there for that, but I would love to see the ball drop in between them two. There's a lip-sync battle I'd pay to see. <laughs> yeah, classic. Right. I just I, I just think, like you just mentioned there, so this year we've had Barrow, Wrexham, Orient away, three draws. Like, I feel like we should have had a minimum six points out of them. In fact, a win, a defeat. I would have rather lost to Barrow, beat Wrexham and drew with Leighton Orient. If I could pick results, that's what I would have yeah. yeah. I would have had three wins, but it's not that simple. We need to start being ruthless in these away games we when, do, where we we're do. missing chances. Yeah. 
and that's that. I just got a horrible feeling that's going to be the because you know it's going to come down to one or two points or even goal difference, and we have still got the best goal difference in the league. But you know, I mean, like say Norris, he had that, he had that chance in the last minute on Saturday, the last kick of the game yeah. when um, Tollett put him in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and he yeah. smashed this straight at the keeper. Yeah, that's annoying. And we've still got a 9-0 win to come somewhere. So goal difference if it comes. We'll have that against Old Shot on Macclesfield nine nil. That'd be nice. We've got Solly, we've still got to play Solly Hall at home, haven't we, though? We have, yeah. Yeah, we do, yeah. Oh, oh but do you know what? I've got horrible. Remember when, <laughs> when Spurs beat Wigan? Was that 9-1? Yeah. And then, then they got lost. beat the next year, 1-0. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Anyway, right, let's, I, I'd like to move on. Let's move on then. We've, so we've recapped the last three weeks of games. Um, should we preview this Saturday and then Macclesfield Tuesday? No. Oh. Because you might be listening to this. On after Tuesday night, game, after yeah. those games. So, but if you listen to it let's before, let's look ahead to the fact that we're going to have Scott Davis back in goal. Yeah, who's back fit again? Come back very quick, any Ben Tollett available, waiting, waiting for his opportunity. He wants to start. James he? Wallace, Bucko, all coming back. It's exciting times. Well, Davis will start. Bucko will probably you can see him starting. Tollett could start. If not, he'll be on the bench. And then Wallace is probably what. Um, I'll be a week or two away from being involved in the first team. He's a week or two away from being a week away. Possibly. No, like, t- I mean, if we can have... The, the strength of the squad now is fantastic. And going into these next few games, so obviously we've got Bromley, Macclesfield, Maidstone. So next Saturday, Maidstone away. Next few weeks. Big few weeks. Three home games out of four. Got, you've got the strength for that squad. Um, three out of the, f- the next four at home. Yeah. Let's try and continue that, that amazing home form. If we can win the next three home games. And make it 11 in a row. Which I is mean, fantastic achievement. Yeah, at any level, that's impressive. We've, we've, I mean, we've just got to keep winning games. We've got to start turning these away draws into wins and keep the home form up. Like, we create, the amount of chances we're creating in games. We look like scoring. You're asking for much, are you? You want us to keep winning at home. Because we've lo- we've won the last eight. Yeah. Start when you want away. us to talk, start turning draws away from home into wins. So basically, you're just thinking. Well, you, all we need to do is just win every game. I think we need to. How many games are there? Fourteen. If you 13. win all your home 13, games and win all your away games, thirteen games left. I think we've got to win eleven to have any chance of going up automatically. I think we've got to win eleven of the last thirteen. So you think? Macclesfield are going to win nine out of thirteen. So someone else is going to win 10 or 11 out of 13. I don't see it. But we'll wait and see. But it's exciting. It's exciting times. It is. I mean, it's so tight at the top. As much as we don't want to be in this league, and admittedly we don't because it's not very nice. But the last couple of seasons, it's exciting at the very least, isn't it? Yeah, but... It's nice to be battling at the top. It is, but... It's, it's been bat- a while. It are, it's been a long time. But at the same time, like I think we all think... It's battling at the top of a league that we shouldn't. Have. Well, say we shouldn't. We shouldn't be in. We, we fully we deserve to be here. Oh, I was thinking about that fully season the other day where we we finished rock bottom of the entire football league. And what it's important to remember as well is that this group of players didn't get us relegated. Well, Liam Rydell did. Jake Kirby. <laughs> no, they're the only two, aren't they? They're the, the, the only two left. Squad. Nothing to do with the, the you know the bad times, um, and most of them are. Giving us pretty good times, to be fair. So, you know, 
what I'm saying is just get right behind the lads as you have been doing. Yeah. And um, give us the best possible chance. I think we there needs to be like the fan base and the support considering we're at our lowest ever ebb I'd say the support is probably the best it's ever been strangely so Orion last weekend I think somebody put on Twitter that in League 1 last time we played him away on a Saturday what, do we have like 250 300 there was about 200 Chamis fans yeah. the attendance was 4-2 this time around it was 4-6 and there was 740 Chamis fans there. that's ridiculous it's amazing it's like amazing. To, to have over 500, I know that a London away, but it's, yeah, I mean, well, speaking of. a little segue. Yeah. Like the Southern Super White Army group that have been, were they formed last year? 18 months ago. I, 18 so long was, months ago. So I was told. Shall we, shall we throw to that interview? Well, you met up with them, did you? Where was it in the boozer? In the pub, yeah. I wasn't drinking. Just, no, to, he's a, he's just a, to, Paul Harper's a professional, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. And it was a match day, so I, I was strictly sober. Um, Andy so, Cook yeah. had a couple, I think, didn't he? I'm going to suggest <laughs> Paul Harper is a professional liar and he was wasted. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, you'll be able to tell when you <laughs> listen to this interview. Any, <laughs> any typos you see in a, a Delayton Orient game, <laughs> Paul had one too many. He might be, there might be a few slurred words in this interview. <laughs> All I want to say is thank God for also correct. Otherwise, you, <laughs> them typos on Twitter would have been a lot worse. Yeah. yeah. So you, like, who are they? Who were right, the, the, so, lads, the main uh, lads in there? Southern SWA. There's Will, John, and the other fella whose name escapes you. Escapes me at this moment. But we'll be there in the interview. Uh, but we'll be in the interview. Yeah. So apologies that I can't remember your name off the top of my head. But um, yeah, there's the three lads who kind of run the organisation. Let's say. And then there was a few fans there as well who, who just got chatting to us. So, um, yeah, this is the interview that I did in the Leighton Star pub um, with a few members of the Southern SWA. Let's get to it. Right, I'm here in the alubrious surroundings of the, what's this pub called? Leighton Star. Leighton Star. Um, it's pouring down the rain. We're outside. Um, underneath a little bit of shelter. We've got some heat though, so that's good. Um, so uh, introduce yourselves, fellas, first of all. So we've got the three guys who run the Southern SWA, I must explain. So introduce, introduce yourselves, fellas, please. Uh, Will Alton, I've uh, lived down here for about 35 years near Bromley. Been a Trumby fan since before that though, so uh, um, good to be here. I'm Lewis Glasson, been down in London for about three years now. Uh, was in the Stratford area for a while, recently moved to Chiswick. And I'm John from Mottisset, uh, from the Wirral, but been down here about seven years now. So, uh, yeah, it's been great trying to meet new fans and uh, coordinate a bit of a London following and we're getting a few numbers down here now, so it's uh, it's good. Okay, so you three are the, the, the brains behind the operation, obviously. Um, the Southern SWA, how did it come about, Will? Well, I mean, I think there's been there's been sort of organized, sort of semi-organized groups in the south for decades, really. I mean, I remember the first one being Tram Tramiers Rovers away from Merseyside. That some of my schoolmates set up. So there's always, there's always been like a loose loose network. But um, I think it was about 18 months ago that you know we kind of got together and thought it's time to kind of re-energize the thing. You know, as we were you know doing reasonably well in a national league, we were coming across people at games that were very familiar faces. And I think it's always good to have like a network where you can meet in one place. You know, nobody likes to sit and watch a game on their own. 
you know, we've had people come from places like Cambridge, Guildford, you know, from really far away to sort of come and watch some of the live games. So it's a it's a kind of nucleus of a network, really. I think that's what it that, that's what it's about. Yeah. And you've obviously got quite a big sort of membership going now, and you've got the the, the branding, the, the merchandise, and stuff like that. So how how is it going from a kind of an organisation and kind of admin sort of point of view? No, it's good. I think uh, on Twitter we're up uh, in about like the 600 mark now, um, getting fans down to games. We had our launch night last year, mm-hmm. which we got about, uh, I think it was about 70 or 80 people down for that. That was a really important night for not just us in terms of launching the Southern Super White Army, but in terms of helping the club out. Um, we managed to get their uh, budget boost over the mark on that day and I think that paid a big part in uh, tying Tollett down to a contract to the club so you know it's not just about meeting people it's about giving something back and you know we've uh, been looking at afar at the fan park and all the great stuff that's actually happening at the club and the community spirit that's coming around Tranmere and you know we just want to try and create something the same for people that can't get down to games every single week at home um, it was a great story. Uh, I remember going away to Cambridge a couple of years ago, just meeting a couple of lads on the train, just going away on Tuesday night after work. Didn't really appreciate there was two clubs in Cambridge, Cambridge United who we were playing, and the Cambridge City who we weren't playing. So whacked it in Google. Uh, me and two lads I met on the train ended up going to uh, a pub, going, it's quiet in here. Like where? Where is everybody? And uh, getting told that yeah, it's about a forty-minute walk to the ground, and why are you here? So uh, you know, then at that point, I thought you know, actually, we need to get a bit more organised about this now. Otherwise, you know, taxi fees are going to go through the roof. So um, that was quite a, quite a big moment. And Facebook, social media, seeing all the great stuff that particularly the trust have done at the club. You know, it's great spirit, and I'm really lucky that I've made some really good friends out of this. Um, you know, me and Lewis go and watch games outside of Tranmere now, and uh, you know, it's it's a fantastic spirit that we've got down here. Okay, so in terms of kind of membership and how people get involved, so if we've got some Southern supporters who maybe don't know about you and you, you the kind of the organisation, how did they get involved, and how many members have you got sort of signed up already? It's quite easy. It's it's not like a formal membership where we hand out like membership cards and things like that, but. We're, we're very active on social media, so we've got our Facebook site, which is, um, if you just type in Southern SWA, or even just type in Tramir Rovers, it'll come up. Uh, we've also got the Twitter feed, which is at Southern SWA1. Somebody um, take Southern SWA already? Uh, yeah, that was actually... Someone we know, well, he's Alan, the number one. So. Yeah, he's even more Southern now, because he's moved to Australia and taken the Twitter <laughs> handle with him kindly. That's, that's Alex, our friend, who's... He'd been down here before us, and he's one of the guys that we met on that fateful night in Cambridge, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, he took the Southern SWA name with him all the way down to Australia. But it's, it's Twitter and Facebook. I mean, we've got, well, I'm looking here now, John showed me, we've got two, we're more two away from 700, which is pretty impressive, I think. Um, we're also on the email for people who aren't on social media, so we're um, southernswaoutlook.com, really easy. So we've been selling the T-shirts through the email account, for example. Um, it, it, it's really quite easy to get in touch with us plus as well I mean if anybody gets in touch with the trust or the supporters club or anything like that I mean, we're in contact with them quite regularly so they can put us, put you in touch with us if you're based in the south so getting to games obviously we're here for the Orion game uh, this afternoon which is obviously a bit easier for you lads than it has been for us through the pouring rain but um, do you kind of organise sort of groups 
heading back up to Birkenhead or to, to kind of local away games and stuff for organised travel? Or is that something that you may be looking into in the future? I think, I think that's an option for the future. I mean, at the minute, it's more about setting locations for people to meet, you know, just sort of gather and then go to the game. So, you know, we, you, you mentioned the kind of merchandise. I mean, we, we started having these sort of badges made, not pointing at now that you go and see it. <laughs> Um, we had a small number of made for the launch night when, uh, you know, the Paliosas came down um, last year. You know, we raised 6,000 quid on the night for that, which pushed the, the budget boost over the, uh, over, the, over the thing. So we're all very proud of that. But I just think it shows the potential, you know, of getting sort of people who, who live and work down here to, uh, to contribute to the club and giving them a focal point to do that. So how that may, may evolve or see depends on, you know, how how uh, motivated and willing people are to get involved so you know travel to games is an option um, we're open to any ideas from anybody there's obviously TV games that I'm sure that you all gather around meet up in the pub have a few bevies nothing wrong with that and um, watch the big games that we've got easily coming up on the TV so there's kind of lots of ways that you can sort of meet up and get involved and, and share the maybe share the kind of the, the stadium moments but outside the stadium if you like that's exactly one of the things we try to do because it's, it's never nice watching a game at home on your own um, so the Chester game for example was the, the first real success story that we had after the launch night um, Chester away last year where we, we had the whole top floor of a pub rented out and we had two big screens and we had a private bar there and we must have had what 50, 60, 70 people perhaps there and there's a cracking video on our Facebook website actually of when Cook's winner goes in and everyone in suits and ties and beers yeah, John, being thrown John around John kisses everywhere. me at that point <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic, but that's that's what we're trying to create is is a focal point for everybody to come together. We've had a we've not been on TV as much this season, but we we had a uh, a rendezvous for the Dover game, which we we met in a pub up in Camden, which obviously wasn't a successful match, but we had quite a few people that came out for that. And then we're going to be making the same organisation for the for Eastleigh game coming up as well. So it's um it's it's like what Will said, it's creating a focal point for people that are like detached from Merseyside but we, we found that there's actually quite a lot of people in this area that didn't know how many Tranmere fans were around here so we're, try, we're trying to create this, this focal point to bring people together and it seems to be working so far we're what, about 18 months old now and we, we see how far we've come already I mean we, there's, there's no limits really what we can achieve I don't think if we really push for it I think it's worth saying that you know Mark and Nicola have been very supportive I mean yeah. the fact that they, they came to the, the event we held where they didn't really know what we were going to do or what we were about um, I just came for the drinks. Came for the drink. Yeah, they, they did participate in that bit, I have to say. But it was a great night, and it was great to see them there, and everybody appreciated that. And it was a real launch pad, yeah. you know, for the for the kind of energy that's that's clearly kind of evolving. Not only because the club's doing well, but but just it's bringing the people out. And there's a lot of people who've been, you know, migrated south. Who were in a you know in a sort of catchment area that, that we look after. And it's great to see the other regions doing the same thing. You know, there's a northeastern group and there's a southwestern group. And some of the, well, a couple of them are here today. We've got to know. So hopefully that that's you know getting the fans together, organised, supporting the club is what it's all about. We want to play a part in that. I was going to mention the um, the kind of the subsections of the the supporters, the northeast ones and and the rest of it. I think there's an Australian one going round as well. I'm sure there's hundreds over there. Um, you know, we get listeners on the on the commentary from all around the world, so it's important that you know fans can feel part of that community as well, um, even though they're not you know physically at games and they're not around the, the, the football club itself. 
Yeah, I, I think one of one of the nice things is when you get a few fans who are coming down, who working here on a Tuesday night, who are heading to a game because you know they just hear by chance that it's not a soul destroying experience of <laughs> going to see Tramir getting out all the time. <laughs> no, not all the time. Uh, especially not now. You know, we're winning a few games now, but you know. It's great when, you know, going back to that Chester game, we had people who were just here for the weekend who were just like, I really want to watch Tranmere. And they came, watched it with 70 people, got doused in beer, so I apologise to them for that. But, you know, it's just a bit of a community spirit that's going. And we're getting big numbers down here, which, you know, we didn't before. And I think those numbers are actually helping us win a lot of games, specifically in this league. And, you know, we are a big club for our league. We're a big club for League Two. And actually, we're a big club for League One. And the more we can do to make people have a good time and experience it, the better, really. Okay, we've got some supporters here who have uh, kind of joined up with the uh, got caught up in the emotion of the Southern Esther break is that I'm, I'm fair to say that that's a fair summation uh, the one thing I would say about the, the club is the way that I managed to to get drawn into it uh, first game of last season we were at Bromley and I saw a flag that was a Southern SWA flag and I thought who are these guys you know I'm a Southern base Tranmere fan why am I part of this? Uh, unfortunately, the said flag got, got lost uh, <laughs> after the game. Uh, and Tranmere put me in touch with, with Lewis and said, right, this is the guy behind this. Um, I got in touch, started going to, to away games, and, you know, it, it's, it's, it's enhanced my matchday experience enormously. I've been away from the Wirral for, similarly to, to Will, for 35 years now. Um, was very used to just going to games by myself and my fortunes have been transformed and hopefully the teams will will follow pretty soon okay let's talk about the football just quickly before we finish um obviously Leighton Orient today's big game this is going out probably next week so let's not talk about Leighton Orient <laughs> just in case we jinx it but um have you enjoyed the season so far and have, have you actually got back to, to Birkenhead to see many games Personally, I, I've got one of the long, long distance season tickets. Um, I think John has as well. I mean, we, we put you can get ten games and you can go to whichever matches you want. Not use it as often as, as I would like, but what it means is that I saving it for the big games coming that's, up. That's exactly it for the big run in. You know, you never know when promotion might come. <laughs> um, but um, I've been able to get back to a few. But I've um, I've followed. I mean, we've had an awful lot of games around here in the southeast, and we've got about five or I think the next five away games are in this corner of the country. Um, and I think since November, I would say, I've started to enjoy this season. Before that, it was pretty bad. I don't think we really got over Wembley. Uh, it took the squad a bit of time to recover from that. And I think the fans as well, because it, was, it felt like such a jubilant atmosphere, especially after the Aldershot game. But I'm concerned that maybe we peaked in that game, the Aldershot playoff semi. Um, and Forest Green peaked in the final. But I think the squad and Mellon probably learned an awful lot from that experience and so, certainly I have as a fan anyway I've learned not to get carried away with it because I'm only relatively young I'm only just 30 so I haven't really I wasn't really conscious of the successful times in the early 90s so when we got to Wembley it was fantastic for me so um, it was a hard lesson to learn but I think now we'd, we'd, the way we're coming into the run-in with this season is we're, we're a lot more um, professional about it and we've got our eyes on the prize rather than on enjoying the moment we're, it's more business-like this season Season, it feels on the pitch. Looking forward to the last couple of months of the season. Yeah, definitely. Um, we went to Wrexham uh, two weeks ago, I think it was now, and um, 
I think we've worked out how we play football in this league. Um, you know, they played five at the back at home against us. We still created chances, which is something we weren't doing a year ago. We actually look like you know we're a wise team. We're going to do it, and uh, yeah, as as Lee said, you know, 30 years old. I can just about remember the good times, and I think I'm owed something. I'm, you know, the amount of money I must have applied into, you know, little tops all the way through, like you know, to now spending quite. They don't fit you now, do they? Look at the size of you. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. no. Keep on the extra large, but. Um, yeah, I think we're owed something as fans now. I think Mark and Nicola, I think the atmosphere at the club, I think we've got the right ingredients to push on, which you know something we haven't had for a long time. And that's no no disrespect to any of the previous managers, you know, the ownership structure. It's just something uniquely positive about this football club at the minute. Uh, he's best to give me the contact details just finally. We'll, we'll um, again, it's a it's Facebook page, Twitter, um, the individuals that you can find us on there as well. We're always kind of communicating about what's been going on. Um, you know, we, we one thing I think is worth knowing: we picked a, a couple of celebrity fans up along the way, notwithstanding yourself, Paul. Of, of course, who, you know, we got a nice picture of you in a Southern SWA T-shirt. But you know, at the end of last season, Steve Wilson, who's a commentator on Match of the Day, managed to sneak onto Match of the Day with a with one of these badges on his lapel, which he he was a bit worried he might get sort of censured for, but he got away with it, and that was great. And since then, he's you know he's got a T-shirt, tweeted himself. Nigel Adderley, the you know England correspondent, he's done the same. Um, so you know more of that is is great so you know we'll have to get Derek one now actually because he can see he's nodding vigorously thinking he's missing out here yeah. you know, he feels left out yeah and it's no surprise I think with the you know the majority of our fans are all the extra large and larges are the most popular <laughs> I haven't got rid of many of them don't know what you're trying to say I had a small one so um, so if anybody wants one but get in touch um, you know it's all about sort of helping the club and, and you know, we want to be ambassadors for the club in this part of the world, and that's an important thing because it's a it's a great club. You know, we've got many unique features that a lot of our peers haven't. You know, we want to make the most of that. We're very proud of, of what we're doing for the club, and um, you know, that's an important part of what was what we're trying to set up to achieve. Fellas, thank you very much. What a tremendous interview with the Southern Superwhite Army. Thank you. Can't believe we sat here. Questions? Yeah, I can't believe we sat here and listened to the whole thing live. No, nor can I. Jake, any highlights? All of it, absolutely all of it. Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant. Anything in particular? <laughs> I, I'd, I'd only repeat the full fifteen minutes. Yeah, no, save me. Favorite bit. I just like hearing that authentic pub atmosphere in the background. But it was outside. It was in the big in the beer garden. It was freezing cold. <laughs> Um, and then they put this like they, they had some like heaters on the Ooh. side, and it, uh, they switched on for about two minutes and then switched themselves off. That's, aren't they normally motion activated? Those things. That may be why it switched off then. Why? Because you were frozen solid. <laughs> Absolutely. No, but, but it's, uh, it's yeah, good. They've been great, what? It's great work they're, they're doing. It is. It's basically, I think they're largely lot, responsible for the big turnouts down in London. A lot, a lot of the fans that I spoke to were saying, well. Um, I've moved down south for work or whatever, and someone had been down there for like thirty odd years. Been de- living down in London. He's like, I used to go to the games on my own, and now I meet up with all the lads uh, from the Southern FWA. You know, when there's games on the TV, instead of just watching them at home on their own. They I remember there was a great video from the Aldershot game of all them, and like they literally had the top room. The chest, in the, Chester game, it was. Was it the Chester? And yeah, they had like, the entire top room in the pub, and it was packed. Yeah. 
And um, it's so great. It's, just, it's good that they can just get together and sort of. Well, it's great. It shows. Fans yeah, though. it shows that, like, you know, the atmosphere in the game now with the tent, even like the area in the cop, you know, the bar area in the cop, and we've got these big flags coming now and like the band. And it's good that the atmosphere and like the fact that the support is so good and vibrant now is not just at the games. It's at, you know, these games are four or five hundred miles away where, you know, there's a lot of southern ways in this league. It's quite a southern league. Yeah. So it's, and it's, it must be great for the players to go to these games where I think Mickey even said on Saturday, he had to, someone had to tell him that's the Tramia fans there because he was surprised that there was that many of them. Well, he didn't know where they were. That's why you asked. Because oh, he's never been. To, I was never apparently been he's never Orient. been to Orient. I was amazed at that when he saw me. But there we go. So yeah, great support. And um, if you are part of like the Northeast, I know they're they're quite big on Twitter. If you want to get involved, then we'll do like an interview or a feature with you. More than happy to meet in a pub before a game <laughs> uh, to have a chat. I'm. I'll any meeting in a pub I'm up for as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nightclubs. That's uh, my domain, isn't yeah, it, at yeah, the end yeah. of the day, so yeah. yeah. Screaming so, over the DJ booth for each other. Let's do it live. <laughs> live in the club. So, yeah. Right. Um, Go on, Paul. I feel like I need to, need uh, to say uh, something about this. I think it needs addressing. Yeah. So, Will Radio, obviously, have been having some difficulties, um, which we all know all about. And it's sad times, because, like... You, it's a local radio station and they're, they're serving the community. I'm pretty sure it's all just, voluntary as well, isn't it? The people yeah, who it's, not just, yeah. Um, it's not just Tramir, it's, Wirral. You know, it's serving Wirral. And they do, they do do some great things and they they go around to um, like festivals and stuff and do voluntary, all for free, sort of like playing music and stuff at, at various different local festivals to try and raise money for charity and stuff. And they help kids get into 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 radio and broadcasting and stuff and we've got Anna here who was supposed to be there on work experience she ended up with me I mean can you imagine that (laughs) second best getting stuck like having to sit through this yeah so they they had like an academy of like showing you know youngsters how to how to get into like radio production and broadcasting and stuff like that it was great what they were doing so hopefully we can uh, we can help them sort of salvage um, yeah, there's the stuff going solution. on. Mark and Nicola are trying to do, and the club are trying to do something with them, aren't they? At the very least. Yeah, well, currently they're broadcasting a load of music. Um, hopefully, they will be broadcasting the game on Saturday. But they, um, uh, Orion, uh, Phil Wilco, who uh, does a sterling job as the commentator. Um, obviously, they weren't expecting to be going down because they were told that you know, the station was gone. So he put his hand in his pocket. Um, I think he hired a car as well <laughs> out of his own pocket um, drove all the way down to Orient with his ISDM box waiting to broadcast live to the Wirral um, but he couldn't get a dial in <laughs> out of the uh, ISDM box so he ended up doing a full commentary via his mobile phone as a phone call to the studio so fair play to him for doing that. I was supposed to be helping him with the with the broadcast. You too busy in the boozer with the Southern Supervisor. I, I was half caught at this point, yeah. so um, I was couldn't, but I couldn't help him when he was he was talking into his phone. I mean, but like, I mean, that, credit to him to go to those lengths to provide a commentary Out of his own pocket as well. Yeah, it's fair play, and we do want to save the station, so 
Um, any sort of ideas you may have that might help us in doing that? I'm sure Mark and Nicky have got loads. Yeah, I think JK will get his own show, personally. Yeah, I the, think that. Uh, Jake's uh, journey. The no. listeners, imagine how much the ratings would be boosted. Can you imagine it? Through the roof. Jake's just, no, Jake's like agony uncle segments I'd pay for. I've been watching, just to, I want to make this very quick, I've been watching OJV, the people on Netflix, and how during the OJ case, they cut off like everything, they were breaking into random like basketball matches and things to put little snippets of the OJ bits in. Yeah. I feel like me on World Radio, this would be, you know, Sky Sports News, like would just get cut off, Sky News would get cut off because Breaking news because Jake Jake Keogh's phone-in show has just broken some... Yeah, my f- whenever my phone-in show comes on on a Sunday night, TV goes off, electricity everywhere goes off. You're going to be... tuning into little 1940s It'd be like that radios. thing where they go um, at half-time in like a big World Cup game, England playing, like the power, they go, everyone went to put the kettle on and there's a power surge. The power surge at like 8 o'clock on a Sunday night when Jake's phone-in show starts, when everyone turns on their old transistor radios. Because that... <laughs> I mean, I'm... Yeah, let's, I'm on board for this. I'm changing the world. <laughs> <laughs> Not just the world. Yeah, the whole world. <laughs> the whole world, excellent. I'm taking over Pete Price's Sunday night slot. We're on radio. Jake Keogh is a lizard. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, due to unpopular demand, I am, well, I am still broadcasting, unfortunately, uh, doing the live commentary tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, whenever the game is. Saturday. Um, so yeah. Um, got some interesting comments when uh, people found out that they may not be able to listen to Will Radio and the uh, the Water. alternative was listening to me. Water off a duck's back. It is. It's all all fun and games. But um, yeah, we had we had some good good figures the other day. So I'm not forcing it on anyone. If you want to listen to Will Radio, that's absolutely fine. Well, some if people you enjoy listening to my dulcet tones. You're a bit strange. You know, if, if thank you. It's simple and like if and it's great that it's great that there's a choice. So. If you're at home and you've got internet access or on your phone, you can listen to the official one. If you're in the car and you've only got a radio or whatever, if your internet's down, it's great that there's two choices to listen to. Yeah, you know? yeah definitely. Yeah. It, we're, not, we're not competing. I'm in no way competing with with Will Radio. There is a charity boxing match coming, isn't there, between the pair of you? So. Yeah, I don't yeah. fancy my chances, to be fair. I'm going to get flattened. Well, they've just, I think Tyson Fury's just signed up for Will Radio. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Great. I've signed you up for for the club. To fight with Tyson Fury. <laughs> I'll have a verbal spar off with him any day. <laughs> you wouldn't even beat him in a verbal spar off the man. He thinks he's the gypsy king. Bring him on, Tyson. Right, so that's commentary covered. Yeah. Right, um, we, I got emailed a poem, a Tranmere poem the other day. Who by? Just going in the Macclesfield programme, which I'm currently producing. Um, what about Coomsey? So, it wasn't by Coomsey. It mm. was a lady called Sharon something or other. I hope she's listening. <laughs> Sharon someone. Sharon. Just Sharon. Um, but yeah, it was quite, it was quite a good one, so we, we're publishing it. So, I wonder if any supporters out there through the airwaves or through the, the medium of YouTube, uh, would like to send us a, a little Tramir ditty. Maybe a limerick. Mm. Big fan of limerick. There was an old man from Enos. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to go to Venus. But unfortunately, space travel is not available at this moment, so we couldn't do it. 
<laughs> I like it. That's a f- that's factual as well. Yeah. I bet you didn't think that was going there at that point, <laughs> did you? So yeah, if anyone wants to send them in, uh, use the hashtag this is Trammy. Yeah, and on then Twitter or e- oh, am I going to get bombarded by random emails of really bad poems? No. So the webmaster at trammyrovers.co.uk. Webmaster. Yeah, I'm going to use that one as a webmaster. Um, it's not like the games they do master. come through to me, and you will read. You'll you, read every single one. Yeah, but it kind of hides my identity as well. So, um, yeah. So any sort of poems po- and limericks, roses and rhymes. Not just that, like or just some like kind. Of, you know, any words? It doesn't have to. Like, I was. You always used to think. Basically, school, I'm looking for stuff to fill the program. Yeah. <laughs> roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> every I don't want to write day, any more. I'm going to spam email you. Oh, okay, that is my home for you and you'll get that about six times a day every okay, day sad, sad. I can set up a bot if you want and to send a thousand every day to him I know how we'll to get it done. <laughs> divert to junk is fun oh I know how to get around that <laughs> we'll make more bots <laughs> excellent so yeah any charm of your poetry whatsoever yeah anything at all very highbrow this all of a sudden isn't it yeah yeah well I feel like we've we've gone quite lowbrow for the rest of the show yeah I like to think well, of me raise the bar I'm, I've bit been referred to as quite a lowbrow person <laughs> Not around with that. That's, I think it's unjust because it's just because your hair is normally covering the eyebrows. If we want to talk about hair, James Norwood, when's he just going to go bald? <laughs> he put some photos up didn't he, recently of his like from his career, and like it's literally in every photo. Uh, one year, <laughs> yeah. he loses six inches every yeah. six months. Just you know, maybe that's what it is. It's like Samson and Delilah, mm. but it's the opposite, isn't it? Yeah, it is because he had a fantastic head of hair when he was at Exeter. Yeah, the jet black. Yeah, jet black. What was all that about? Was he using just for men? Because <laughs> it was je- it was jet <laughs> black. Like you know, you don't see hair like that anymore since like the Fonz retired from doing one every day. But was the Fonz's job? By like pre-season next year. Do you know the neck hair at the back where they do last by pre-season next year. That will be like Nose's hair. That's all they'll have to do. Just his neck hair at the back. Just shave it off. At that point, have we got any skinner players? Who was our last? Who was our last true Skinner player? Um, Dawson. No, he no, I mean, I'm talking the egg, Kevin Ellison. I'm talking egghead, shiny yeah. Yeah, well, let's not talk about. That. <laughs> He's uh, a funny yeah. fella, him. <laughs> oh dear me! Well, we're going to wrap this shenanigans up. Oh, Kevin Ellison! <laughs> if you don't follow him on Twitter, go and do so. <laughs> great, some great tweets on there from Big Kev. Is he good on there? Is he? Follow him on Twitter. <laughs> Interesting on Twitter. Is he better than he was on the football. <laughs> He's interested on Twitter. Kevin the Egg Ellison. Oh. Right. Should we wrap this tonight up? Yeah, let's do it. Socials then, Paul. Right. At Chummy Rovers on Twitter. TOFC official on Facebook, is that right? Yeah, TOFC official. You'd think I was the communication money. Yeah, um, maybe get demoted. TOFC snaps is still there. Nobody ever does anything. Jake Keir needs to take over the Snapchat uh, again, in my opinion. Yeah, but he's never there. Ooh. At Shami Rovers on Instagram. I'm to free arrival now. Um, YouTube official Shami Rovers. And um, at Paul Harper82 if you want to send personal abuse. Yeah, send that. Any sort of abuse at all. Yeah. Whether it's to do with Shami or not. Yeah. Paul loves hearing it your problems. It is my fault, so at Paul Harper 82. Yeah. Fine. But what's yours, Jake? I was, is Jake Keogh double H? Jake Keogh double H because single H is. 
Have we still not sorted this yet? No. I, I did have a little look, but I don't know how to go about doing it. Like Maybe Matt Triple H, H the wrestler, can help you out. Matt said you get in touch with Twitter, but I'm not too sure how to go about it, so I've just left it. It doesn't bother me that much. I'm used to it now. It bothers me a lot. It bothers me a lot. <laughs> I say I'm used to it, but I'm just putting on a brave smile. Yeah. It upsets me every night. Get your missus to sort it out unless you've done that for Valentine's Day. Get me that single H. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want in life. All you want is a single H Twitter. At Jakeo with two H's. And mine's at Matt Hibbert. No messing about there. I got right in there and got the original. M-A-T-T-H-E-R-T. I just asked before we finish. Go how on. is the, uh, the madhouse going? Mad at the minute, yeah. Very mad. It's excellent. But when are you going to come over for it? Thursday night? Tonight, in fact. Tonight, tonight. We're there. No, I'm busy tonight. Sorry. His line will be there. <laughs> What's in it for us? Absolutely nothing. Well, there we go. What's in it for me? Plenty. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I do business. Matt's on yeah. commission for Matt's Madhouse. Damn right. And it, not like not, not official commission. Everyone who comes through the door, Matt thought bullies him and give him a pound. Mm. Yeah, I can well imagine. Well, you know, you, you got it. It's tax deductible, isn't it? If you listen, HMRC, don't get in touch. <laughs> You've took enough money off me in the last month. Absolute disgraceful scenes. And you've just given your Twitter handle out, so if anyone wants to contact you. Yeah, but I'm editing this so I can make some changes all of a sudden. <laughs> Paul Hart about 82 is getting the HMRC all over <laughs> Suspicious irregularities in his accounts, just like Father Ted. That was a good podcast, that wasn't it? It wasn't, but it was let's... random. Yeah. Um, but we, we're living up to our name of, you know, we're doing one every couple of weeks aren't we now every uh, by, uh, by well, popular demand definitely, li- definitely living by the mantra of every month oh well what them figures I found out as well the other day should we yeah we got some good figures let me so, get them up uh, did I mention before about the, the YouTube I was amazed by people watching us on YouTube yeah because you'd think why would you watch it when you know it's, it's so much easier to consume um, and you don't have to look at our ugly faces yeah and the sound quality is obviously better on this but people, well, a lot of people, that. a lot of people like YouTube, don't they? Is the thing yeah. as a as a way to consume media. So yeah. And who are we to? Um, I got a message off Richard Scorer, and um, he's still scoring. Yeah, good for him. And um, yeah, he said he watched it all on YouTube and was very pleased that it was on YouTube. Well, do you know what? We always forget that. And like six or seven hundred people watched it. I couldn't believe that. A lot of people. For one reason or another, like like my mum's age, they might be, you know, they're not on Twitter, might not even be on Facebook, but... Well, they're on YouTube. They're on YouTube and they All might... All the time. They might do go on the official website or something and they'll click Primas Presser. They might have watched Mickey talk, then Scotty Davis, and then next video comes on automatically and it's our podcast. And they're going to be like, oh, what's this? And you accidentally end up stuck <laughs> And then before you know it, it's 5am and they're going, check out, check out this octopus. <laughs> I'm like, I'm way ahead of you, mate, who do you think uploaded it? Um, I found out some stats and we've only been doing this, it's about a year, I think, since we started doing these proper this shows. This one was... It was Feb. First Wednesday, February. Was that when we done the, when we did the, the live Mixelar shows, which were there uploaded? Which was then uploaded, yeah, yeah. And since then, so since we started doing them, and this is just the iTunes figure, so this isn't the li- the live listens, this isn't the lessons on SoundCloud. Or to be fair, we didn't get that many people listening live. Not initially, but then... Because it was a Wednesday, 6 o'clock. Sort of tea time. But we always done very home. good listens 
as soon as it was on SoundCloud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we've done to date, I think it would be even more, this was earlier this week, 13,229 downloads <laughs> on iTunes podcast app. And that's people who care enough to download us? Yeah. Not even yeah, just a lot of people just stream it. download it. I've noticed. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that's people who physically downloaded it to keep it to their device. I mean, I don't want to boast about my personal figures. I feel special. Well... I mean, my personal figures on my SoundCloud, for, like my mixes and that, 86,106 <laughs> downloads. Well, you've know, you got to have a target to aim for. Yeah, so That's what you we're know. doing. You've got to start slowly and then ramp it up. All I'm saying is, fellas, you're bringing me down, you're bringing me stats down. No, we're adding to your stats. So you add them together, you've got 100,000. But look, there's a correlation. Podcasts I do on my own, big numbers. Podcasts I do with you too. How no much talking do you do no in the podcast on your own? You know... I mean, you are, I mean, look at, look at you, Jake. But here, me and Paul have brought 13,000 people and said, you just, you, you ramble on for a bit, people skip past your voice at the start, yeah. get straight to the tunes, to the music, and then and by uh, the time the tunes have ended and you do your little outro, that stop. Jake, yeah. I know for a fact listen? there's a lot of people, they listen to the intro, skip the tunes and listen to the outro. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. <laughs> That's a good point. That's genuine. I don't listen. People are like, do you listen? I'm not going to listen to me own one, am I? I listen to it enough while I'm editing it. You said it, you know what gets said. Exactly. Right. Come on. Yeah, let's that's, let's wrap it up. That was, what, what we call this? February? Yeah, February 2018. Yeah, the fe- that, that was, this is Tramway, February 2018. That was when it started, it's now April 2019. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what we've got though? We've got a big, your hair's got even longer. Yeah, Norwood's got even shorter. <laughs> We've got, um, it's a big period, this, these next four games. We, we should reconvene after the next four games. Yes, there So it. reconvene after Gateshead. I'm hoping to go away after then. But me and Jake will hold the four then. Yeah, do it. It's fine. We'll get a special guest in. Yeah. Phil Wilco, what's he doing? Yeah. Someone <laughs> from Willow Radio. Nice to listen to. <laughs> so that was, um, that was good. So we've got the next four games big. We need a minimum, a minimum ten points for yeah. me. Let's, let's reconvene. After Gate said. After Gate said that first main week yeah. of March. So we've got Saturday. So something for you to look forward to. Isn't yeah, it? of course. Something to cling on to until then. So I don't know. It was. There was all four, and then we'll not be coming back to Silk Road. Yeah, we'll be we'll points. be long gone. We, we got Bromley at home. Macclesfield at home on Tuesday. Then we got Maidstone away next Saturday. On the four G. And then uh, oh god yeah and then we've got a hundred percent record on four G by the way. I think it suits the way we play. We play on the on the deck, and um, yeah, this season. I think. Oh yeah, because yeah, we lost to Sutton, didn't we, last year? Yeah, this season. Yeah, good. Who we beat Sutton and Bromley? Bromley. The first thing, literally within a millisecond. Flashbacks. <laughs> of the worst to the worst day of your life. <laughs> flashbacks of hitting the ball That's after free. about four seconds and, and then that, not touching the ball. And after then JK breaking his leg on the. On, on three teams have got an artificial pitch. Is that right? Sutton, Maidstone. Bromley. I think so. I can't. Oh, think yeah, we beat Sutton and Bromley away from home. Yeah, and we haven't got. There's no other team, is there? With 4G, don't think. No. No, so, so we have. Yeah, we're 100 percent this year. Let's let's make sure that continues um, a week on Saturday. But no, we need a minimum 10 points, and then we'll, let's let's just see where we are after then. Maybe you know, we were top, weren't we? Um, on Saturday for like 10 minutes. Yeah. In the fir- in the first half, was it? Or second Five half? Minutes. Yeah. What a great time that was. Yeah. Anyone print screen the league at that I, point? I print screened <laughs> it. Sent, and it, do you know what? I was very realistic. When I sent it into my group, I said, I'm not sure how long this is going to last. 
but I'm enjoying it while it lasts. <laughs> and then in five minutes later. And about ten minutes and five minutes later we're down to ninth. But <laughs> a few people were like, ah, I was like, Well, I did say I wasn't sure how long it was gonna last. I was very aware that it may not last forever. It may not last four minutes. <laughs> but while I'm talking to you Everton Liverpool fans who haven't had that once this season, you can zip it. Especially Everton who are closer to the bottom than the other top. Yeah. I was tempted to put it, something on Twitter, but then I thought, no. Just gonna Don't even bother tempting fate, because we know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right then, let's wrap it up. We attempted to wrap it up about 20 minutes ago. Let's anyway. wrap up the wrap-up. <laughs> Thank at you Ma- for listening. Yeah, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter, at Jake Keo with two H's, at Paul Harper82 and at Tramia Rovers. Tweet us, hashtag this is Tramia. Any poems? Limericks. Yep, anything like that. Anything whatsoever. Uh, you want us to I'm a massive fan of one. roses are red, violets are blue. And then something funny on the end of it. Yeah, sounds. If you want to tweet them at me, that'd be great. I'll tweet them. really make my limericks, day. Yeah. But again, if you can think of anything else other than there was an old man from Enos, um, get in touch with JKO. A- any funny poems, I will happily be tweeted. Yeah. Trammy related ones to Paul, though. Right then, so we'll see them in, what, three weeks with another edition, the March edition? Yes. Marching on together, as Leeds United once said. Oh, they still keep saying it. Yeah. Oh. Mm, anyway. See you, see you later, everyone. See you later, me. See you later,